So the next few pages also trace their changing portrayals by writers from ancient times through the Christian tradition to the modern period. These attitudes have shifted in parallel with the magical tradition and clearly demonstrate the importance of ancient debates to the history of magic. Before magic, Greek magia, Latin magia, there were sorcerers, enchanters, and witches. Sorcery, goetea, seems to have been a well-established concept by the time Plato characterized it in the 4th century BC. In his account, sorcerers created illusions and cast spells to constrain the wills of unwitting subjects. Alongside the sorcerers stood the pharmakis, or Venefica in Latin, perhaps best translated as witch. This was someone who used substances to harm people, either by administering them directly, as drugs or poisons, or at a distance, in a charm, for instance, perhaps accompanied by an incantation. Romans suspected witches of malicious acts, such as moving neighbors' grain to their own fields, or casting charms over neighbors' fruit. These deeds were specified in the earliest law codes as punishable by execution. Later laws singled out for comment those who attempted anything against the life or person of anyone, or who were found guilty of influencing chaste minds to lust. Soothsayers or prophets, harioli, were just as dangerous and should not be consulted. The law likewise forbade summoning the spirits of the dead or sacrificing to devils, demons. By that time, the 4th or 5th centuries BC, any of these activities might be considered magical. Magic for the Greeks and Romans was about raising the dead and dealing with spirits. It involved deceiving and hurting people by casting spells, using charms, administering poisons. Its practitioners might claim healing powers, but they were not to be trusted. Perhaps the first clear description of magic as a field of activity was by Pliny the Elder, A.D. 23-79. Convinced of its utter falsity, Pliny described it as a seductive blend of medicine, religion, and astrology. In short, magic was chiefly an accusation, not to say an insult. It was something one attributed to others. Yet, from around Pliny's time, some began to think of magic as a good thing, a positive activity that had simply acquired a bad reputation. Philo of Alexandria, 20 BC to AD 50, a Jewish writer heavily influenced by Plato, was one of several philosophers who redeployed the word as a badge of honor. The true magical art, he wrote, was a science of discernment, which beholds the books of nature with a more acute and distinct perception than usual. 
There was nevertheless one fake type of magic practiced by charlatans who convinced clients that they could cause love and hate and hurt people through charms and incantations. In short, the magic traditionally feared. Later followers of Plato agreed that magic was an important way of engaging with the natural world. The hugely influential scholar Plotinus, A.D. 205-70, referred like Philo to a true magic, which was performed by harnessing nature's hidden powers and virtues. For these men, magic could be good. If there was disagreement over what activities constituted magic, it was clear what the word meant. Literally, it referred to the activities of the Magi, in Greek, Magoi, who came from Persia. The association between these men and the practices labelled magic